So shout out to Len for deterring shots and hustling and getting a few block shots, getting rebounds, staying in front of his man. Shout out to Chris Duarte for doing his thing as well, uh, slowing people down. And that's all I ask. Yeah, shout out to just the bench. I mean, Trey Lyles had a, just a, a really good game. Um, I'm happy that, you know, because he just really hasn't looked right since he's been back from his injury. Um, so it was nice to see him kind of get out there and, you know, do it all, do it on both ends of the floor. He was playing some defense, hitting some threes, getting to the basket. Without the bench this game, honestly, it was probably just going to stay a blow. So I'm glad that Mike Brown took the opportunity to, you know, give minutes to players who did not play that much in previous games who've been hit with like DNPs. <laughs> That's what we've been waiting to see. And there is pandemonium at Arco. It looks like that motherfucking beam. Welcome to the beam unit. It's daily, along with my co-pilots, Liz and Naima. What's happening? What's up, y'all? What's up? First quarter, Kings start off slower than a Prince Ballad. Hawks up 16 with five minutes to go. Chris Duarte comes in and gives the Kings some life on defense. Trey Lyles and Malik Monk both hit threes. Len deterred a lot of shots as well. Shout out to him. Kings show some life and cut the lead to 13. Second quarter, Fox hits a three, cuts the lead to nine. Trey Lyles hits two threes. Duarte and Sabonis connect for two easy baskets. However, Atlanta makes a run of their own, and they're up by 18 to end the half. To end the half, ladies. First half comments. I mean, there was just like no effort whatsoever. And, and I feel like the Kings just didn't try to switch it up. And like, instead of like shooting too many threes, like try to attack the basket. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just a very lackluster half. Not much to say. Atlanta was just d- making everything and doing everything right. Whereas the Kings, it was just the complete opposite. Yeah. If, uh, you're going to play with that type of effort every night. Um, you don't deserve to win a lot of games. Uh, I mean, the first half was just inexcusable with the effort, allowing all the second chance points. Um, I mean, we didn't have very many turnovers, but I feel like when you allow second chance points, it's almost just as bad. Um, but yeah, just it, just a very, very bad you know, first half for the team. Um, just the defense, they weren't making the rotations, just you know, getting out rebound getting pushed around physically, um, settling for the three yet again. I mean, that's just kind of the killer of this team when they continue to settle for that three. And, you know, when Clint Capello is not in the game, that's where you take advantage of the paint um, because that's the only shot blocker that they have on that team. So, you know, to for Sabonis kind of to not, you know, demand the ball a little more, um, it's a little disappointing. But, yeah, just a, not a good first half for this team. I do want to shout out the bench, though. And I was waiting for them to come in because we knew uh, most of the starters just looked a little lifeless. Uh, So shout out to Len for deterring shots and hustling and getting a few block shots, getting rebounds, staying in front of his man. Shout out to Chris Duarte for doing his thing as well, uh, slowing people down. And that's all I ask. You're not going to stop everybody who's on a heater, but if you could at least slow them down and get in the passing lanes, that's all I ask, and that's what he did. And then shout out to Trey Lyles, too, for hitting some timely shots. So, yeah, I, I was ready to just have the bench come in for 30 minutes, honestly. Third quarter, also known as Foxenheimer. Fox goes on a heater. 
Great moment on defense where Keegan was checking DeJounte Murray and caused him to miss. Fox and DeJounte had DeJounte guessing and got the and one at one point. Trey hits a three. Kings down five to end the quarter. Fourth quarter, Fox hits another three. He had 16 points in the second half. Kings down three. Hawks go on a run. Hawks go up 11. Then Sabonis goes to work in the paint. Kings within five. Fox hits a motion three. Kings up one with six minutes to go. Monk finds Keegs for a baseline floater. Kings up six. Hawks and Kings go back and forth. Kings seem to clamp in the last three minutes of the game. Of the, of the game, Kings win in a nail biter. Yeah, I mean, they went into half, and <clears throat> apparently, whatever Mike Brown said, and you know, the halftime speech and all that worked. Um, they came out and outscored Atlanta. I believe they finished like sixty-three to 39 in that second half. So only allowing 39 points in two quarters is amazing, especially after giving up 71 points in that first, first half. Um, yeah. Shout out to just the bench. I mean, Trey Lyles had a, just a, a really good game. Um, I'm happy that, you know, cause he just really hasn't looked right since he's been back from his injury. Um, so it was nice to see him kind of get out there and, you know, do it all, do it on both ends of the floor. He was playing some defense hitting some threes, get into the basket. Um, Davion, I thought, provided some really good minutes defensively, especially on Trey Young, drew a couple offensive fouls. So, you know, that's really good for him, especially, you know, with him not playing as much as he used to. Um, so I thought he gave some definitely good minutes. Alex Lynn, I thought, gave some really nice minutes uh, for a while there. He, you know, was obviously on that stretch when the Kings were kind of making their runs. And then um, Chris Duarte, again, you know, coming off the bench, you know, Kevin Herter obviously going out with an injury. Uh, to just play defensively, knocking down that big three, you know, to go up by three. Um, yeah, the bench definitely needed this kind of game, especially after, you know, dropping that dud on, uh, you know, Tuesday in Portland. Um, it was a nice bounce back game for the bench. Um, De'Aaron just doing what De'Aaron does. I mean, if, if people can't see that, you know, he's a superstar, I don't know what the fuck you're watching. Uh, just what he's doing, you know, in all facets of the game, he can get to the basket at ease. Now he's shooting the three ball. You know, he had eight threes tonight. That's a record for him um, in a game in his career. Uh, and then, you know, on the defensive end, um, DeJounte Murray was doing whatever he wanted in that first half. And I thought De'Aaron Fox played some really great defense on him in the second half. And he was basically non-existent in that second half. So when you got a guy that can play both ends of the floor like that, um, you're looking really good. And especially, you know, being top five and, you know, the score in scoring in the league. Um, I mean, that's just incredible. So De'Aaron Fox just continues to grow and, you know, we, we truly need to appreciate, um, you know, De'Aaron Fox every game because of what he does. And Sabonis, again, doing what he does as well. So just a great second half by the team. Naima, what were your thoughts? I was just going to say, like, uh, shout out to, like, the bench, especially players who haven't really gotten minutes and were given an opportunity, like Davion today and um, and Chris Duarte. I mean, I, like Duarte hit that three when it was 110-110 to 113-110. And I don't think the Kings lost that lead after he hit that three. So shout out to him, him, um, as well as Davion, you know, getting that offensive uh foul on Trey. Was it Trey? Or was it DeJounte? I'm not hundred percent sure. But uh, again, like just the bench stumping up, I believe. Yeah, and Malik as well, Trey. I think without the bench this game, honestly, it was probably just gonna stay a blow. So I'm glad that Mike Brown took um, that opportunity to, you know, give mi minutes to players who did not play that much in previous games who've hit, been hit with, like, DNPs. 
Um, but let me just reiterate saying that De'Aaron Fox is an absolute superstar and he should be a starter in the All-Star. I know that it's all about popularity, but genuinely he deserves to start in the All-Star game. He is just playing out of his mind this season. Last season, I was impressed with him but this season is something else him shooting this well from three like it's nothing I feel like they kind of robbed him of a ninth three because there was this one step back three on the top of the key that I feel like was supposed to be a three but they gave a two to him but just you know he's just playing fantastic and for him to up his game like this and like even on the defensive end he had so many steals so many deflections in important moments like he just had everything and of course I can't forget Domas vote for him as well um he had a double double a double double machine he'll probably lead the league again in double doubles um, and you know just um just solid all around always giving us that steady hand that steady uh movement on offense as well as defense and you know it was just it was a great comeback for the Kings like you hate when you see your team go down by 23 but to come back from 23 is also a special feat in itself so yeah like the beam I'm glad the Kings woke up the second half exactly and I'm so glad my my delusional Kings will win the chip meter this season is is right <laughs> back up there it was it was going low after that loss but but now that we came back from 23 points down my delusional homer meter is going back up so I'm happy about that all right, go ahead, Nolan. Yo, big win. Uh, shaky, shaky first half. Uh, Harrison Barnes wasn't looking good in the first, what, put up a goose egg for the first half and then got two points in the second half. Sometimes you just have an off night like that, but it was big and nice to see that bench unit come in and really step up. Everyone played their part. Durarte came in when uh, Kevin uh, went out, played solid defense, hit a big three late. And then Trey Lyles, again, really good off the bench, filling those more of those minutes that Barnes was sitting for that and played really good. Alex Len was a force. It was I, I I really enjoyed the bench today. The bench really came out and stepped up when it looked like it was going to be, oh, we're going to get blown up by the Hawks. It's looking ugly. I think even Davion Mitchell, he had a, some pretty good defensive uh, possessions here and there. Not the best shooting wise, but he looked at, he put in the effort. That's what we wanted to see. That's what we've been wanting to see. So I was just I was just really happy with the whole bench. Uh, Monk he played amazing as well. And this is nothing to take away from our starters. I mean, uh, we obviously Fox is that guy, day in and day out, always been that guy. Doesn't get his respect, but within the Kings fandom, I like to see some more hype up for our bench guys. Like we always complain, oh get these guys some help, get them some help. They got some help tonight. Um, I was I'm just happy with all the the way we came through and came out and stuck out this game and didn't let it, the lead deter us and make us put our tail between our legs and walk away. Just big, big win from the Kings. Like the beam, man. That's all I got to say. Nolan, well said. And yeah, put some respect on Chris Duarte's name. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Uh, I just basically agree. Second half. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, they came back, they did what they need to do, made the adjustments and that's it. Like the beam. <laughs> it's like, let me talk before uh, my phone cuts out. Yeah, absolutely. David, what's up? Hey, guys. Yeah, um, I think this game is very much an example of, like, responding. Like, it reminds me a lot of that game when we beat the Warriors coming back down from a big deficit. So, yeah, this was great game. Definitely probably outside of, like, Fox, um, Lyles probably had the best game of any of the players playing uh, this game. He had probably one of the best games he's had all season so far. So that was good to see. It was good to see that our bench was actually able to respond well. 
it was good to see a lot of the guys like you know despite some of the errors early that we were able to fight our way back and win a game where we had to come back like uh, we haven't had a lot of times where we've had comeback wins this season and it's good to get like a couple of those especially on the road that's like always tough on the road to come back and win like that um you know it it's like that her was starting to get things going in the third and then injured his hand but it was good to see like both davion and everyone else ray brought chris Duarte stepping up um so hopefully her will be back by new year's and hopefully we'll see what we end up doing with a lot of our rotations because i think a lot of guys are putting some pressure on who's going to be coming off the bench especially with how lyles is playing tonight uh so yeah, overall good game, overall good, well, overall good comeback, I guess. <laughs> Terrible first half, but a good comeback, good way of handling business against a team that you should beat. And definitely, hope, hopefully when we play Memphis, we start on a better note when we get to play Memphis on New Year's and then in the road trip, two and one, and then get to go home and win a few games there. So yeah, overall great game, overall good handling of of major adversary and adversary and coming back. Thank you, David, for coming through. And I see you with the, the quote unquote team you should beat statement right there. Ben, what's going on? Yeah. Fellow Chris Duarte, truth here checking in. Um, also so happy for him, man. Like he, every time that, and, and there's so many people who like crash Chris Duarte, but whenever that dude steps in the game, like you feel him, and like his shot hasn't been great this year, but I would, I just think the dude just needs a bit of run, and he needs needs to get his confidence back. Offensively, his his um, confidence is shot offensively, but yeah, I, I just think if he can just get some runs, especially next to Sabonis, um, he is potentially that fifth starter that uh, we need, and 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 it showed tonight. The dude had five points. But his his fingerprints were all over that game. Not only does he guard Trey Young the whole time, and and it just takes that burden off De'Aaron Fox. Like De'Aaron Fox probably doesn't have a game like tonight if you don't have someone like Chris Duarte picking up Trey Young for for the twenty four minutes he was in. Um, and good to see Alex Len back. Um, that just yeah, man, Alex Len. Yeah, I think he was the second um, highest plus minus. Dude only played 10, 10, um, 10 minutes tonight. So shout out to Alex Len. Just, you know, just goes out there, sets massive screens, plays defense, rebounds. I think he even had four assists tonight as well. But just just doesn't make those fucking stupid mistakes that JaVel McGee does. And they're just deflating. And I feel it's deflating to the bench as well when he's out there and just making – because Malik Monk's had a radic, you know, Spraying the ball around, we don't need it from our backup center as well. And one last thing, Davion Mitchell, um, they great to see him back in the rotation. So I'm, I'm a big Keon Ellis guy, I put my hand up there. And even when they drafted him, I wasn't super stoked on it. But that dude came in, played really well tonight, and it was great to see that they um they sent him in for their post game presser as well. And the dude's just a he's just such a pro man, and he was just talking about like helping Keon Ellis and, you know, I think just culture-wise, D- Davion Mitchell um, is an absolute legend and it was great to see him um, have a good game tonight. But, uh, yeah, I'll leave it with that. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Thanks, Ben. Happy New Year to you. Um, before we go further, I just want to say, in the order, it's going to be Emmy and then Ross and then Havertz. Havertz, please have patience. I appreciate you coming in. 
Uh, good points all around, Ben. And I think there's something to be said about centers who are huge and have girth, like the Stephen Adams of the world, who they may not have a so quote unquote bag and all that, and they may not jump, you know, seven feet in the air and all that, but they're still useful on the floor. And yeah, setting screens and boxing out and just being and taking up space on the floor is everything. And that's still something valuable in this NBA. So thank you so much, Ben. It's Ross. What's going on? Yo, what up, everybody? Not a pretty win, but, you know, things haven't been that great this season as far as our outside shooting. And it's so much of this team's game is kind of, it's kind of good that we can have, you know, a better record than we did last year. I think we were on the season, they shot like 36.5% from three and we're below 34% this year. So I'm going to take it as a positive and kind of thinking like Mike Brown and just he, he watches practice and they, they got to be hitting him in practice or else he wouldn't be having them shoot 50 a game. You would <laughs> think at some point he would pivot, but this team is better than that. And they proved it last year. I mean, Keegan struggling from three herder um, Barnes is actually decent average, but um, if these regular guys just pull it back around, this team gets, you know, a lot better with Keegan's, uh, you know, defense stepping up and Fox being a, better defender and an actual three-point shooter. If the other guys can step up like they did last year, I mean, all the pieces say that we're a better team than last year. So may just take a little patience. Uh, love Duarte. Um, we keep talking about trading for a scrappy guy that's going to, you know, get in your face and, you know, a little Alex Caruso type. And Duarte, he's, he's not the perfect player. And he's still, you know, young but so we don't really know what we have with him but he checks all the boxes for you know scrappy guy dive on the floor play deep when he's out there you know he's out there and um he can't hit the damn basket to save his life um but i love that he doesn't hesitate we've had so many players that just pass up that open three and then the defense you know just knows from then on that the player isn't confident so shout out to him for um you know, kind of fighting his offensive struggles and not uh, not letting it affect his defensive game, which is one of the hardest things to do in basketball because everybody loves to get up in your face playing defense when the shot is falling. But when that thing starts clanking, you you know, shoulders start dropping, you start letting people get by you. Um, I think that's some of what we're seeing with uh, Barnes and Herter. Um, I love them, but when their offensive game isn't there, they, they really let it show. Um, so, yeah, shout out to a guy like Duarte or a, a guy like Trey Lyles, another guy, even when his shot's not falling, like Trey is in their body in, and Trey is a big-time player. Like, fourth quarter, I feel real good with that man in the last five minutes. You almost never see him make mistakes. Um, he hits a lot of big shots. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Trey. I mean, he's just been – came back, and I completely understand why um, – Brown trusts him so much. So, and last little thing, Alex Len. Um, this team's so much better. I love McGee, but I think McGee's ten years older than Len. And um, if we all remember last year, Len got put in the rotation. The first two games were they were like bad. Like I remember thinking, like this guy is really like hurting us um, games. And 
since those first two games, he I don't think he's had a single bad game. Maybe one or two in here, but the guy is so solid. So expect once he's back in the rotation, like that solidifies us and we start to kind of steady the course a little bit more. But yeah, sometimes the like the great G-Man says, you know, keep it close and try and steal it in the last five minutes when you're on the road because uh, it's never easy. So yeah, good win. And I want to say credit to Mike Brown for sticking with the bench. Um, I love that Barnes and, and Kevin Herter only played less than 12 minutes each. So, and granted, I know Kevin Herter got injured, but if the vibes are going with the defense, I mean, with the bench, then stick with your bench. And they all played more than 25 minutes. So, good for them. But Manny, what's going on, man? What's up, dude? Where's all this rain coming from? Uh, dude, I mean, that was a, a hugely, like, a letdown beginning of the game, right? Like, just everything that could have gone wrong basically went wrong. But uh, there's a little panic me, right, just in general of, like, this team, I haven't seen the improvement I've wanted to see as, a, as opposed to last year. And I know last year is last year and this year is this year. But there's, there's some growth that's missing there in, in various aspects. But that fight at the end, them getting back into it, and numerous times getting back to, like, single digits only to see it jump back up to double digits again, and them not – could have easily, like, all the other games we've seen this happen where it just ends up being they get blown out by 20, 25, which seems to have been the habit. This looked more – Last year is where they just kept fighting, kept fighting it. Oh, for sure, Manny. Um, so are you comfortable, Manny, with De'Aaron Fox having to put on his Captain save a cape to help win no, these ballgames? absolutely ball games? not. Absolutely not. not. Absolutely not. But, I mean, not to sound, I guess, semi-corny, but, like, it's what Mike did at times. That's what a lot of – a lot of – Hall of Fame players have done have had to do in various seasons, in various times of of their career. So it's it might sound I don't know if this sounds weird or like but it's like hey man like I expect this out of you bro when everybody else isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing or when you're not getting the support you're him and just proves that you're him and this is what we all know you can do. Do we want? Is it ideal? No, absolutely not. It's not an ideal situation. But knowing that you got that dude on your team, knowing that you got that guy that can do something like that, that's special, dude. And not every team has that. You know, there's teams that have number one options, but not everybody has that dude. He's that dude. Exactly. And and again, like I said last year, I cannot wait to see him in the playoffs again. Because we all know he's just that guy, that playoff performer that all great teams need. But I was just going to say, I thought it was ironic that King's Twitter was in panic mode in the first half, like we always do when we're behind. But then the Hawks have a space right now called panic mode, and they deserve to do that because they're 12 and 19. Meanwhile, we have a winning record. We're like fifth in the West. We should really stop panicking as much as we do. But, of course, I'm not going to tell you guys how to fan. I totally understand that. Fuck daily, I know. But, uh, yeah, just a little perspective. That's all I got to say. We do have a good team. are the blowouts concerning? Yes, they are. But all in all, I do believe, like Manny was saying, yeah. we are 
a little better than last year. Um, if anything, just from Domas's improvements and he hits mid ranges now and he's shooting from three now, uh, we all know that De'Aaron Fox is, is now like almost officially, if not officially, a top 10 player in the NBA. Uh, that's improvement. Keegan can, can get anywhere on the floor now and he's a, a, an official two-way player and he's a, a stopper. He's arguably one of our best defensive players. So yeah, there's improvement there. Um, I just think, I don't know. I don't know if it's, I don't want to blame Mike Brown and maybe say the messaging is off for some of the role players. I have no idea why the role players aren't stepping up, but I I do think that is something uh, that we should look at in the next 10 games and just see like what's really going on. And maybe there's things they're saying in practice uh, during the practice scrums that we could pick up on and, and just see. Kevin, I didn't see you come in. Uh, Kevin, what's up? I feel like I spent a lot of time this season talking about how I'm tired of this team not having a fight. Um, this is the best game of the of the season for me. That was a gutsy win. Uh, we we that was one of our best defensive efforts in in ages. We we held them to what. 36 in the second half, which like 39 in the second half, which is wild. I guess that's incredible. Um, we don't really see a lot of defensive wins uh, by the Kings, but that was one of them. Um, props to Davion staying ready, you know, like it, it, that's so hard. You, you don't see any playing time and then you come out and play like that. Same with Duarte. I, I was very, very happy with this one. That was, that was a great one. So Kevin, uh, tinfoil hat time. Do you think Davion is being featured maybe for a trade or do you just think they just gave him time? I think they just gave him time. Like the, 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 the first half wasn't working out. Right. So, so you gotta do something up. And this game felt like, I mean, this game felt like Mike Brown was trying to, to fix something. He, he was looking for something, right? Like he was trying different lineups and, and we don't really see that from him. He usually sticks to his, his main man, but I appreciate it. You know, that's a sign of great coaching to recognize when things aren't going right and trying to write that shit. Well said, Kevin. We appreciate you for coming through. Torino, Torino what's going on? What's going on? Oh, uh, not shit, not much uh, at work. Uh, so, you know, I um, had to tune in. Um, you know, while I can, I'm sure you're trying to keep tonight's <clears throat> space at a minimum. So, I had to make sure I tuned in uh, before it was too late. But, um, you know, just quick thoughts about it. Obviously, I kind of had to watch the game kind of in spurts. I wasn't able to watch it, you know, in full detail. But, um, you know, great, great comeback, obviously. You know, definitely have to, uh, you know, learn how to not get behind, you know, the way that we have been in these last few games. Um, what would this be the second 20 plus point comeback that we've had this season? First being the Warriors and the uh, for the IST advancement game. Um, you know, yeah, just uh, just gotta find a way to kind of limit the limit getting down big like that, you know, especially early on. Um, I know we're on the road and. You know, as uh, it's been mentioned before, you know, we're, we'll be playing in three different time zones, first being in, uh, what was it, Portland, then Atlanta, next Memphis. So, you know, obviously, you know, for the body, the the body, uh, what they call it, the our uh, time, our body watch or whatever the hell they call it, you know, it's a little off sync playing in three different time zones. So, you know, I'm, I expect 
them to probably not be as fresh as, you know, we would like them to be. But, you know, despite that, still got to go out there and, you know, play our brand the best way we can. <clears throat> um, you know, so, you know, valiant effort by them to be able to uh, bring it back and, you know, get that dub. And, um, you know, as far as like the panicking goes, like, obviously, I, like, like you said, I get it. You know, it's, it's, uh, it still hasn't sunk in probably for a lot of us that we're actually a good team, you know, so when they do get down big or whatever, then it's kind of PSTD, PTSD, excuse me, PTSD of, uh, you know, the 16 years that we've been trash. And, uh, you know, so I totally get it, uh, you know, but yeah, you know, just, um, you know, this, this year's team, you know, slightly better, like, like, uh, Daly said, uh, I think there are some elements from this year's team to last year's team that isn't there anymore. Like I said, the resilience, I don't want to like not to come down on them, but I wouldn't say the resilience is quite the same, but I mean, you know, that's not always a bad thing. It's just that, you know, now teams kind of know what to expect from us. So, you know, we can't just up and surprise everyone like we did. So now we have to literally get it out the mud. When we, we win, we have to win, like, convincingly. There's no more element of surprise with us. So, you know, that's the only thing I would say in that regard. But, um, yeah, um, I ain't going to go down the whole rabbit hole of, like, what guys need to go and whatnot because, you know, there will be plenty of other times for that. But, you know, just going to take this win. Uh, hopefully they can it can carry over into uh, Memphis and we can get that one, you know, because obviously Jaws back, but I still feel like they're not they they don't have their bearings in order completely, so we should definitely be able to uh, exploit that, um, you know. But ultimately, you know, good win, great way to come back, and just you know have to limit being down big and and having to play catch up because that's not sustainable for an 82-game season. So, you know, definitely want to be able to get out in front and kind of and stay there and not always – not always because we don't always play like that. But when we get down, you don't want to always have to rely on making big comebacks and having to rely on Fox to have to save us. I mean, shit, he is a superstar. You know, he's done it time and time and time again, but we can't always rely on that because he's not going to always be able to do that as great as he is, you know, so – whatever it is that Mike has to do, or even the guys on the bench or hell, even a few of our starters, they just, they got to find a way to be more helpful, you know, in that way where he doesn't have to, you know, carry the team on his back all the time. You know, I know that's what you have best players for, but, you know, great teams have great supporting cast around their best players. Oh, Torino. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to ask you, man. I mean, nine times out of 10, I would say 99 times out of 100, I usually look to your feed, <laughs> your account, uh, just as my own personal timeline cleanser when everybody is shitting on the Kings and they want to trade everybody and whatnot, especially when they panic and you know they want to trade uh, HB or they start shitting on Mike Brown and his rotations. And you're usually the positive one. But mm. honestly, I feel like that last loss kind of broke everybody, including you, because even you were like, fuck, things need to change. And you never tweet that. So that was crazy for me. Right, right. And I definitely stand on that. Um, you know, I feel like because like we were, you know, especially because I refer to you for a lot of, you know, a lot of kind of 
for when things are in chaos, kind of the, you know, uh, calm voice in the room in, in the, uh, you know, in panic. So, you know, just referring back to what you uh, would say earlier in the season where, you know, maybe in the first five games where we might have seen, you know, Harrison or Kev or whoever not, you know, being consistent, you know, people were kind of already on that boat to start. And I was I was on the same boat and I still am on the boat of we need more we need more games just, just to, to see, you know, whether guys need to, <clears throat> excuse me, to be moved or not. Now, I do feel like we're at the point now where that can be a conversation. I'm not saying it's concrete necessarily, but there, but we are at that point where, you know, um, those discussions can be had now. So yeah, that loss, that last loss definitely did kind of, it was more frustration more so than like panic, just cause I know that we're better than what we showed. I mean, hell we've what, lost what, 11 or 12 games. I strongly feel like half of those could have been wins. I'm not saying they should have been, but, they they uh, have all the talent to be two or three in the, in the West. So you know that that last one definitely you know did irritate me. But um, but you know I came back to earth a little bit with it, and you know just came to terms with they ain't gonna always win the games that they quote unquote should win. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting. Uh, so Torino posted something today, and he said, "Yeah, there's rumors about um, Andrew Wiggins uh, being on the trading block." How do y'all feel about that? And I was a little confused because, you know, it was only last year where we played the Warriors in the first round and Andrew Wiggins was given De'Aaron Fitz. Uh, and I'm not saying he slowed him. I mean, I'm not saying he stopped him, but he did slow him down. Um, he's basically, and I always said this, you guys know I've said this, where it's like, yeah, we need our own Andrew Wiggins, uh, where we need a six nine athletic two-way player and that's really what he is so i have no idea what the issue is with andrew wiggins and a lot of kings fans are saying hell no and then you know they did that homer tribalism shit it's like oh i don't want to trade for a warrior i'm like this is the business first of all in talent is talent i don't care where they come from so you're going to tell me if they give you a godfather deal and sending steph curry for some chump change you wouldn't take it i mean it's like i don't care he's a warrior that's fucking talent that we need and as long as we don't give up our favorite people, we're not going to give up Keegan for Andrew Wiggins. It's that's not happening. I would have no problem having Andrew Wiggins on the Sacramento Kings. Period. Um, Naima or Elizabeth, care to chime in? Well, but before, before sorry, before you do, before uh, Liz and Naima go, um, yeah, I you know put that out because I'm seeing that apparently Golden State is, I guess. They're they're um, entertaining the idea of moving on from him, and you know, like like you, I've seen people saying, "Hell no, he's Harrison Barnes," and he's not. He's better than Harrison. Like I don't care what nobody says in here or in the world, he's better than Harrison is, and that's no disrespect to Harrison. Love Harrison, but Andrew Wiggins would be an upgrade slightly, but he would be an upgrade. So not even shipping for that to even happen. But I mean. You know, what What would that hurt aside from the fact that he is currently on the Warriors and we do have that budding rivalry with them right now. But, I mean, like Daly said, I mean, this is the business. And, you know, I mean, if you have an opportunity to even make even the slightest upgrade to your team, you just you have to. And we all know that that's what Monty's mindset is. So whether we, any of us, like it, hate it, love it, whatever, he's going to do what's best for the team. So. If 
if at all, if there's a possibility that he could go acquire Andrew Wiggins somehow and not give up anything meaningful, which Andrew Wiggins won't cost you anything meaningful. I believe he would. So, you know, I mean, again, not necessarily hoping that happens, but if it did, then I mean, I'm, I'm not opposed to it because he is an upgrade over at least one of our starters, maybe even two possibly, but definitely one for sure. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I feel like Andrew Wiggins would be a good choice if we were to trade for him. If we can't get like anyone else, like everyone wants OG, but yeah, I think he at the wing, especially he would help us out a lot um, on defense as well. And he's like a little bit quicker and everything. But yeah, I for now, um, I don't expect Monty to make too many big changes. And I wouldn't like hate that either. I want to see how this team like plays on. And again, uh, 18 and 12 is not a terrible record at all by any means. It's just funny to me. I say this all the time. It's just like the King, like Kings fans are so funny because we've been a losing franchise for like almost two decades and suddenly we get good and everyone panics. Like when we lose granted, some losses are like worse than others. Like, but still I'm like, yeah, y'all need to be patient with this team. Um, and the vision that Monty and Mike Brown and the coaching staff and everyone has for this team. And that's all that's that's what I'm going to like uh, keep on. Like if we go on like a 15 game losing streak or something like that. Yeah. OK, then it's like what's going on. But um, I'm happy where the team is as of now. Absolutely. Naima. I mean, we're 30 games in. I will take a 600 Kings team any day. Right over that team where I was pulling tankathon numbers. You guys remember who I was? Uh, what two years ago, when uh, I was more of a draft quote unquote expert? Uh, half the time I was saying, "Hey, prospects are playing this weekend." I have my Keegan Murray memes to prove it. Back in March <laughs> 2022 or whatever that was, and now it's like the only college ball I'm watching is is the women's. And of course, my UCLA Bruins when they're on national TV because the Pac-12 network sucks. But it's like, I love that. I love that I don't have to worry about top 10 picks right now. I still like watching them. I like knowing what's going on and just seeing who has a bag, who's not, who's worthy of a number three pick or whatever. But we don't have to worry about that. If anything, I'm looking at who's going to be a great prospect for us who's undrafted and we're going to sign for the cheap, we're going to become the Miami Heat and start getting players that nobody knows about, but are still good. And I like that about this. And especially in this conference, are you kidding me? This fucking Shark Tank of a conference, and we're the fifth seed. You know how hard that is. It's unbelievable. And I and I will take it any day. And yeah, I get it. Those blowouts are super concerning. They stress me out. I don't like it. Um, and it does get me thinking. It's like, damn, is our defense worthy enough for a long playout, playoff run? It isn't, but right now I will take it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to enjoy the team, you know, game by game. Um, I'm not going to, you know, worry about trades until they happen. Um, I mean, everyone wants to keep doing the trade machines and, you know, all that stuff, so I'm just going to, Take it day by day. If Monty makes a move, he makes a move, but I just know he's very calculated and he's not going to make a move just to make a move. Um, you know, he's going to look at what's best for this team and, you know, what's going to get this team farther into the future. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with the team now because they are 18 and 12. 
Um, you know, they've been getting it done. They've had some really great wins this season, you know, beating some of the top teams in the, you know, Western Conference. So trades and all that stuff until they actually happen. 100%. It's all about just enjoying the journey um, for sure. I do want to talk about one last thing. Um, basketball index, b-ball index, they posted a graphic about De'Aaron shooting, how much he has improved this year uh, shooting from three. And then one of the interesting things was um, it talked about quality of three-point shots and how last year he his grade was an A-plus, whatever that means, or A-minus, and then this year his grade for quality of three-point shots was like a D-plus or something, which basically is saying that he's improved in three-point shooting, yet he's taking way more difficult shots. Uh, the man has leveled up. And, and I just want to say it's a beautiful thing to watch uh, on a nightly basis whenever they play. It, it's incredible, um, seriously. Uh, Torino, what's up? Yeah, I just wanted to close with this. Like like you, Liz, and Naima, had, uh, you know, said uh, ultimately we do got to just <clears throat> enjoy the journey of the of the season. And, you know, I mean, it's going to be a roller coaster. Last year was a roller coaster. Um, just a different season, obviously. So, um, this um, a lot more, it'll be, it'll be pretty different than what we hear in Russia. And the, you know, similarly, just perspective of it all is just, you know, just a bit. And we're going to have some nights where we're going to be really pissed off <laughs> at the team or at Mike Brown or at each other. Hell, you know, at just anything in regards to. Being, Ultimately, just got to enjoy it because at the end of the day, it's entertainment, it's sports. You know, um, it doesn't make or break us necessarily as people, you know, whether they win or lose, um, you know, or at least maybe it shouldn't. But again, I can't speak for everyone, you know, because we all are our own people. But, you know, just got to take take it uh, in strides and enjoy it for what it is. And, you know, whether trades happen, okay, we got to take it for what it is. If they don't, you got to take it for what it is. If they win, cool. If they don't, okay, move on. You know, ultimately, you just got to, you know, live in the moment. Because <laughs> um, that's just kind of just how life is in general. So, you know, um, yeah. So, like the bean. Thanks, Torino. Appreciate it. Elizabeth, what's up? Yeah, I just wanted to close by saying, you know, uh, Happy New Year's to everyone. Um, I believe as a whole, we uh, collectively agreed that uh, we are taking Sunday off since it is New Year's Eve. So, you know, we can all kind of enjoy our New Year's Eve with our families and whatever, you know, everyone's doing. So, um, yeah, this will be the last episode of 2023. And then we'll we'll be back for 2024, obviously. Um, so, yeah, enjoy Sunday. I know I will. We got basketball. We got football. I'm going to be barbecuing. So, um, yeah, I hope everyone has a good New Year's and stay safe. Use Uber if you are drinking, please. No drinking and driving. Um, you know, we don't need... We don't need anything like that uh, happening with anyone. So stay safe, y'all. Uh, we appreciate you all. Uh, we are out of here and happy new year. Take care, y'all. Thank you so much happy for uh, coming through you. Happy new year, everyone. <laughs>